The Ponch Stevenson Show. PonchStevenson.com. Episode 157. Friday, October 1st, 2010. This is the Ponch Stevenson Show. PonchStevenson.com. Episode 157. I am Rob. You are Greg. Oh, yeah, brother. Oh, oh there goes my back, brother. Oh. Oh. What you gonna do, brother? What you gonna do, brother? You know, he hurt his back. Oh, the Hulkster? Yeah. How? I mean, how? He's like 60 years old. He's 300 pounds and, and still <laughs> tries to, like, wrestle. That is true. Wait, he's still wrestling? Uh, no, not really. Oh. He's on a wrestling show, but he is a wrestle. Wow. He can't. What is, he's in his 50s, right? Yeah, uh, he's got to be almost 60. I don't know I, I don't know how many years we're doing this show. Every time you ask me, I say, oh, yeah, he's got to be in his 60s. But he isn't. He looks like it. He hey, acts brother. Like it. Hey. Hulk Hogan, he is currently... 57. Huh? 57. Yeah, he's 57 years old. No. Oh. Terry Bolia. So if we're still on the air for another three years, and I'll eventually get it right. <laughs> He'll be in his 60s. Yeah. Uh, wow, Water. he's been... According to Wikipedia, Hulk Hogan, he has... Uh, his his professional wrestling debut was 1977. Yeah. Still going. Well, I mean, Ric Flair debuted in 1972. Wow. Still going. It says Hulk Hogan is a 12-time world heavyweight champion. Ric Flair is 16 times. <laughs> what? That's ridiculous. Although, although he actually considers himself a 21-time world champion. Don't get out of here. <coughs> Woo! The Nature Boy. Styling and profiling. Yeah, it says he, uh, Hulk Hogan is currently signed... To total nonstop action wrestling. TNA. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, we're not talking about wrestling, con. All right. <laughs> He's, he hails from Venice Beach. Yes. Supposedly. Welcome to the Punch Stevenson Show. We have a movie review. Oh, no. We have a movie review, a current movie. Yeah. Ew. <clears throat> and it is something we have talked about in the past. The Expendables. Yeah. 2010, it's uh, Sylvester Stallone, Jason Statham, Jet Li, Dolph Lundgren... And some other people. <laughs> uh, Jet Li, yeah, Dolph Lundgren, uh, Jason Statham. Yeah, well, that's what I just said. Mickey Rourke. Oh, yeah, Mickey Rourke, too. Arnold. 
Eh, not really. For about five minutes, and then Bruce Willis for about five minutes. Not even. It was like one minute. Yeah. And Eric Roberts. Uh, who was he? <laughs> the main villain. Oh, he was? Yeah, the CIA guy. Oh. The old guy? Yes. That's it? That, oh, man, I didn't <laughs> know he was that old. Oh, my God. Uh, I don't know how old he is, but he just looks terrible. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. So, what, what did you think? <laughs> well, um, considering that we didn't openly sit there and just make fun of the movie the whole time. I guess it wasn't that bad. Well, it wasn't that good. Oh. Basically, all right, when when we talked about it and and fans were coming up with their own fan posters and I don't know, it just seemed like it was going to be this huge, it was going to be the ultimate action movie the the end all be all action movie it's gonna star every big action guy it's gonna star arnold yeah. and bruce willis and sylvester stallone and yeah. all these and it really wasn't well like i said arnold schwarzenegger and bruce willis were in it for literally like maybe 90 <laughs> seconds and not in an action they were just in a church talking I know. Well, yeah, and then it was like, you know, it was like the same, like, you know, very expected jokes. You know, it was uh, Arnold making fun of Stallone. Uh, you know, this guy here, this guy here is a loser. You do not want to hire him. He loser. <laughs> yeah, this guy here, he, look at him. He's nine million years old. Uh. He wants to be president. Yeah, yeah. He wants to be president. Uh. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, I was disappointed by that aspect of it. I kept, like, throughout the movie, I kept thinking, like, okay, where are all the action stars that are supposed to be in this big, crazy, you know, over-the-top action movie? And yeah. uh, it was, you know, it was like, okay, where was Seagal? Where was Van Damme? Where well, they was... weren't in it. Oh, well, Van Damme, uh, we know why he wasn't in it. The The script was too terrible. Yeah, no, he's like... Even uh, for him. <laughs> he's, no, he's like, it's Sly, I, I got to see the script. I got to know what I play. Yeah, don't worry about it. You're going to make a lot of money. You're going to make a lot of money. No, no, I do not care. I want to see script. Yeah. Like, who is <laughs> this on. guy to talk about script? After, really? after he made the movie Knock Off. Oh, come on. It's not that bad. Nah. No, it was bad. <laughs> uh... Yeah, I mean, I can't. I, I got. We got to play. We have to play the audio from that Van Damme interview, though. What just, interview? What do you mean? He did an interview. For what? I know, he was doing some kind of a press conference for something else, and they, they some you know reporter asked him about the Expendables, and that's what he said. He said it oh. on camera. He's and he then he started doing this Sylvester Stallone impersonation and. <laughs> What? Stallone supposedly got mad at him for doing that. He's like, uh, uh, what, are, what, are you, what are you making fun of me? Uh, uh. I don't know. I tell you. Wait, anyway, this is it here. Look, look, the movie itself, of course it's an action movie. It's over the top. I get it. 
But even for an action movie, it, there was like there was no story. <laughs> it was just like Sylvester Stallone and Jace, Jason Statham yeah. go. They talk to Mickey Rourke, who's like this <laughs> tattoo artist. Yeah. He never leaves the tattoo shop. Then they get onto this gigantic plane and fly to Cuba. And then it's just, and then it's just like an hour of one explosion after another. Like seriously, I'm not, I'm not exaggerating. It was one, just insane explosion, gigantic explosion after another for like an hour. And like I was sitting next, I'm just sitting there. I'm just like, what is like, what am I watching? And then Jason There's no script. Them. It's like they, it's like they lost, like the the script got like thrown out or something. They're like, oh, no, man, what are we gonna those, do? There was no script. Well, let's think about it. What was there a script in the Rocky Six? No, <laughs> there was no script. There's no script in Rambo Four. Yeah, in I case know. you're wondering what movies they are, I'm not referring to them as the idiot titles that he picked. Oh, Rocky Balboa. <laughs> I refer to them in sequential order. <sighs> right. So, yeah, in Rambo 4, I mean, that was absurd. This, that story was even worse than The Expendables. I mean, it, it was completely unbelievable. Wow. You know, but... Look, I mean, I... You know, I... I the story in a lot of those movies stink. But usually there's, like, some love interest. You know, the girlfriend gets kidnapped, gotta rescue the girlfriend. You know, gotta, gotta defuse the big bomb. <laughs> right. There was nothing of that. I mean, this... Well, yeah, I, I guess the... No, there was a girl that was kidnapped, but the Stallone character, like, he wasn't really in love with her. Sir Jason Statham has this girlfriend, supposedly, then some guy's with her, then some guy punches her off camera, then Statham goes up on the basketball court and beats the living tar out of this guy, and... and and then the only, actually, the really cool part was the black guy, oh, yeah. played by Terry Crews. There's all these explosions. Everybody's shooting each everybody. All this hand-to-hand combat, knife fighting, craziness. And all of a sudden, this guy, this guy shows up, Terry Crews, with this like cannon gun, <laughs> this machine gun that was like this 50 caliber machine gun. And just shooting everybody, killing everyone. I know one bullet could go through ten guys and make them all explode. <laughs> and so then we were, we looked at each other, we're like, "Wait a minute, why doesn't everybody have this gun?" Exactly. Stupid. <laughs> yeah, but even okay. So Sylvester Stallone directed the movie, and yeah. even like you just said, the hand-to-hand combat. It was like it wasn't shaky cam, but which you know that we hate. Oh, I hate it. Which, for some reason, a lot of directors the past few years have been using the shaky cam during action scenes. And we, we're sitting there like, what is, we can't even make out the action. It's too shaky. Well, actually, so, there's, no, there's two problems. Well, wait a there minute. There is. Wait, 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 hold on. So it wasn't shaky cam, but it was this very, like the hand to hand combat. It was very zoomed in, mm-hmm. tight shots, and it was very like quick cuts. Like, cut, 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 you yeah. know, like, like, different angle, different angle, different, zoom in, well, zo- you know. Everybody does that now, these quick, actually, I, I can accept the shaky cam, but, I can but, accept. Yeah, but, wait, but, but this technique that Sylvester Stallone used had the yeah. same effect as the shaky cam, I had no. no idea what was going on. I couldn't see the action. I know, it's, it's really, it's stupid what they do. 
I mean, I, I like the fact that they used real stunts, real explosions, real, you know, real, like, fighting. I like that. I don't, there's no CGI. You know, you were laughing, but <laughs> they're flying the plane and Jason Statham comes out of the top of the nose of the plane and starts uh. shooting machine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he climbed. Wait, they're in midair. They're in midair. He yes. gets out of the plane window, like starts like climbing on the top of the plane, grabs a gun, and starts like shooting Cuba with this <laughs> gun. Just like not even like you know, he doesn't have anyone in like he's not aiming at anyone. He's just shooting Cuba. Yeah, <laughs> with wow. a machine gun from you know thirty, you know. <laughs> a hundred feet up in the air yeah well it was very silly but it was real it was real he was really in there maybe I can't really say that I write you know like there's some movies I see and then we do our review and it's like oh that movie was awesome you have to go Uh see it and then this movie nah you're not really missing anything Actually, you know, I didn't have a problem with the stunts, with the explosion. I didn't have a problem with the lack of story. My problem with it was all of these mini conversations and all these late, these lame jokes. It's like, who talks to each other with one-liners? You know, these people are trying to have a conversation. It's not really a conversation. It's just a series of one-liners. I know. Back and forth. It's just stupid. I do split. Yeah. So then, well, then I pointed out that in Rocky Four it was Sylvester Stallone against Dolph Lundgren. Oh, oh yeah, Rocky Four, yes, yes. And in this movie, once again, it if was he Sylvester. Dies, he dies. It was Sylvester Stallone versus Dolph Lundgren again. Yes. yes. Who, for some reason, Dolph Lundgren died in the middle <laughs> of the movie, but then at the but end he, he was alive. No, he yeah. He didn't die. They said he was dead. So they told him, shot him. Well, no, they the told chest. him. No, no, he shot him in the shoulder. And then they told him he was going to die. And then it looked like he died. But I guess he didn't die. Well, whatever. He's and it's funny because uh, in, in one in that scene, Dolph Lundgren was fighting Jet Li, and Sylvester yeah. Stallone was just standing there for some reason. But yeah, um, either Jet Li is a midget or Dolph Lundgren is like eight feet tall. Well, it's both. It's both. <laughs> Dolph Lundgren is very, very tall. Jet Li is very small. Oh, man. It's like twice his size. I know. Well, the other thing is Jet Li kept going. His character kept going on and on. Because I have kid. I have uh, I have kid. I have family. I have to pay for kid. I have to pay for son. I am very small guy. I am and it small was never, guy. It was like there was never a punchline to it. Like, I know. Why, why does he need money for this kid? You never find out. I know. Well, the thing is... Jet Li was in the beginning. It's it's weird because it's like, okay, they got a couple of big stars. You know, Jet Li, Dolph Lundgren, yeah. uh, Jason Statham. And then it was like, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm just making this up, but it, it seemed like maybe they had like only a, 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 a <laughs> like limited schedules. Because it was like, okay, Jet Li was in the beginning, then like halfway through the movie, I'm like, wait a minute, what happened to Jet Li? Then like he's in another scene, then the rest of the movie's gone, then at the it's like it was just well, very very like choppy like that. Yeah, but he wasn't the main star. 
Yeah, but he was on the team. He was on the Expendables team. Yeah, I know, but I mean, there was other guys you never saw. I mean... Well, yeah, the black guy with the crazy cannon gun yeah, was only and the, in like, And the other guy, the, the, the ultimate fighting guy, Randy Couture, hardly ever saw him. Mm. Oh, yeah, and... Uh, uh, well, actually, Steve another cool Austin part was in the movie too. Yeah, and another cool part was there was some other guy. I don't even know who he was, but basically he was dressed exactly the same as I'm trying to think. But it, it, he was actually dressed exactly the same as a uh, as like Schwarzenegger from one of his movies. It was really weird. I don't know if they did that on purpose. It was an homage. But anyway, that guy was fighting, and then he was fighting somebody, and then Jet Li did a ninja kick and broke his neck in half. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which is kind of funny. Yeah, at the end, they were all in this basement, just, like, going crazy on each other. Yeah. Well, it's like we were saying... <laughs> like, it was... throwing bombs all over the place. I'm like, what, how is this humanly possible? You're, like, in... It's like a hundred guys in this basement throwing bombs at each other. <laughs> like yeah, I know. Karate kicking each other in the neck, and like yeah. this guy brings a cannon. No, but then wait, then they went outside. It was even worse. There's fire everywhere, and then at one point, Stallone's guy tells the black guy Terry Crews to throw a bomb. He's like, "What do you want me to do with this bomb?" He goes, "Throw it. It's too heavy." Oh yeah, there was this gigantic, like ten foot long bomb, like a like like a a, a missile. Yeah, so he like, from he a... picks up the bomb and throws it up in like twenty feet in the air. And Stallone <laughs> shoots it and it blows everything up. <laughs> I mean, he literally picks up this giant missile yeah. and just and like you know in, instead of like an airplane launching the missile, he just picks it up off the ground and throws it. Yeah. <laughs> Come on! And Stallone shoots it. And it blows up. <laughs> It was just nonsense. Uh, it was really ridiculous. And here's the, f like, okay, the weird thing is the way we're describing it is hilarious. Mm. It's like this crazy over-the-top action comedy, but it, it, it's not a comedy. Over-top, over-top, over-top. Oh, like, we're laughing about it now, but in the theater, yeah. I wasn't sitting there laughing. Yeah, you were laughing at some parts. I was laughing at some parts, but really it was just more just disbelief. Like, <laughs> are, they, are they really, they really expect me to believe that this is happening right now? Well, I mean, you know, that's the action, the old style, old format action movie. Cobra. Yeah. Now, but come I on, you gotta, you gotta admit, it was better than some of these, these ridiculous, you know, Angelina Jolie, uh, movies now where everything is CGI. Oh, everything yeah. is yeah, yeah. everything is slow motion combined with with shaky cam combined with quick cuts CGI. Everything. Yeah, that's true. Um, you know, it's it was, totally it, ridiculous. It was ridiculous. It was better than Transformers. Oh my god! And oh, do you, did you hear what happened? Huh. Did you hear what happened with Transformers 3? No. Apparently Michael Bay got an extra killed. What? Yeah. That's awesome. Who's that? It's Michael Bay. Oh. Remember the stupid Verizon commercial? Ah. He's blowing everything up and he kept saying, that's awesome. Yeah, so apparently they were shooting in Chicago 
and they were shooting some kind of crazy, like, chase scene with cars, and apparently they had extras in the cars. And so, if, at first, what I'm thinking is, wait a minute. You know, I know, like, Ricky Gervais extras. But usually an extra is somebody that's, like, in the periphery of a scene. You know, they're, like, standing around. Right. Since when is an extra in a, in a stunt? In a chase scene. <laughs> I know, that's supposed to be a stunt person. Yeah. So, I don't know. So, apparently, there was this young woman in, in the passenger seat of one of these cars... And it was some kind of explosion, and some large object went through the windshield in the car and, you know, went and smashed her in the head and killed her. Ah, what a moron. So that was it. They had to stop shooting. It was like the big finale. They had to stop shooting it, and I guess they're going to have to scrap it and shoot it somewhere else. <laughs> or just, uh, you know, computer graphics, the whole thing. Well, I'm sure it will be anyway. It's a moron. <laughs> But yeah, so he finally killed somebody. Wow. Autobots, transform and kill the extras. <laughs> uh, God, yeah, so Expendables. Look, I mean, you know, it is what it is. You know, the bottom line. I don't know, do you want to play the Van Damme clip? Uh, yeah, in a second. By the way, remember we talked about that movie Machete? Yeah. With Seagal. Steven Seagal's in that movie, yes. I, 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 play, I play a very zen enemy. Yeah, yeah, I, I, do I, my, I do my trademark of flailing my arms with, with swords. Yes, very zen. I'm going to take you to the blood bank. <laughs> well, right in the tra- one of the trailers, it's the machete guy fighting Steven Seagal, you know, with him flailing his arms around with the two knives. <laughs> Which is the only thing he can do. Well, I didn't even know this. I haven't seen a commercial for this or anything. Machete came out September 3rd. Yeah. And it stars uh, you know, Robert De Niro's in it, Jessica Alba's in it, uh, Cheech Marin. Michelle Rodriguez. Yeah, and, and of course, Steven's, yeah. Steven Seagal. Uh, Lindsay Lohan is in it. <laughs> I'm sure Tarantino's in it at some point. It's just weird because I haven't seen one commercial for this thing. No, there's been commercials. No, there's been this. This movie is very viral. I mean, it's it's on all of those like you know the Attack of the Show kind of shows, and it's all over the internet. It, people know about it. Yeah, yeah. All right, I'm gonna watch Van. Damme. I'm not gonna go see it. No, I'm not gonna see it either. I'm watching Van Dam. Hmm. And uh, after JCVD and Eagle Path, and was between that, he said, uh, I want you to be in the expand- yeah, expand- uh, expandable. And I said, what's my character? And you go, oh, you know, JC, you're going to make lots of money. It doesn't matter. You're going to make money. And then we go boom, 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 kick ass. I said, I understand, but I would like to know what am I doing? Well, you know, you're going to talk with Jet Li, and uh, you're going to have a fight. And, uh, and I said, okay, but... And he's thinking I'm a kid, I, and I go, you know, you, you win the fight, and I'm coming in, and I boom, boom, boom. I say, what do you mean, boom, boom, boom? What, what's my story? <laughs> well, you give, who gives the fuck? You make money. I said, uh, Sly, I cannot work this way. And then he hung up on me. And then I called him back like an idiot. An idiot. And I said, Sly, you know you should play, but not making fun of him. I said, you should play like a priest, a Protestant priest, who go in downtown LA with a Bible, and tell the kid to stop to do drugs and stuff like that, and you're a tough priest. Like, you know, Adventure of the Poseidon? 
Then you go, hey, <laughs> this is very insulting, you know, you're insulting me. I say, it's not. I, when I saw Rocky, I put the bun on my head and I ran like I think I was Rocky. I love you. I say, oh, you and boom. That was my end story with the expandable. Wow. Mm. So, it's, look, I know Jean-Claude Van Damme has an accent. But since when can't he speak a word of English? <laughs> it's always like that. I say to Stallone, I say what my character is. Yes. I want to know, you know, maybe maybe I can play a, a, a priest, a protestant priest, who, who very strong, very strong priest. I, 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 I do karate on everybody. Priest. No, no, he was telling Stallone to, to, do, to do that. I know. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. They're all idiots. <laughs> oh, well. Stallone, he, he, he gets very mad. He hang up phone on me. Yeah. Hey, you, you try to make fun of me. Uh, uh, uh. I, I say, no, no, Sly, I, uh. I, I watch Rocky. I, I, I go I jump. Split. I go jump park bench and do split. <laughs> I, 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 I love it. I need to know character. <laughs> yeah, right. Freak. Anyway. Alright, so that was the movie, and then uh, then there was a couple of trailers before this movie, which... Oh, boy. We were laughing our butts off. <laughs> Alright, the first is... Uh, again, we don't understand... Why is this guy still making movies? <laughs> this M. Night Shyamalan. Shyamalan Ding Dong. I... <laughs> I don't understand it. I don't know. So anyway, his the movie he's making is Devil. And basically, it's about a bunch of people who get trapped in an elevator. Seems pretty innocuous. And while they're in the elevator, the lights go out, and then they all freak out. And they start killing each other. Something is killing them, but it's Shyamalan, so you never know if something's killing them. You don't know if... If they're killing each other, you don't know if they're even in an elevator. You don't even know if you're watching a movie. You don't know. Well, based on the trailer, the entire movie takes place inside a little elevator. And it's like, you know, it's like it's like Stephen King syndrome. He's running out yeah. of things to to, you know, to be uh, a horror. So it's like it's like the, the haunted elevator now. <laughs> it's like from M. Night Shyamalan, the haunted elevator. No one can escape. Well, speaking of no one can escape, then the other one oh. was this trailer called Buried, in which Ryan Reynolds, I think the entire movie, the entire movie, seriously, is Ryan Reynolds trapped in a box, buried underground. He's buried alive. Yeah, well, the, and he has a cell phone, and he keeps calling people on the cell phone, yelling for him to, to let him out. <laughs> And he's all confused. There's all stuff going on, and but he's in the he's in he's buried in the ground. And I don't know that anything else happens but him buried in the ground. It's a one man show. Yeah. Well, the entire again based on the trailer that we saw, the entire movie takes place in a coffin, and for some reason this Russian guy keeps calling him. <laughs> like I am, I am Russian guy. Who who is this? <laughs> who this is? Like, come on, you gotta come get me out. Come on, who, 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 who you are? Who, who this? Is? Where, where are you? Like, I don't know. You gotta come find me. What the? Oh, I, I, I must have wrong number. Mm. I try again. 
I don't know. It just looked very stupid. Yeah, I'm sure it is. <laughs> Buried alive. I wish... You know what would be a great movie? Be stuck in there, in the coffin, buried underground, and the whole movie is just yammering about. You know who would be great in that role? Dr. Phil. No! Uh... He invented! He invented being buried alive! Oh, David Blaine. No! Me, Stanley! <laughs> oh, God. It's I me, spend... Web Schlinger. I'm I Coffin could... Man. I could spend the entire movie in a coffin talking to people on telephones about comic books and superheroes. And I... then everybody... See, people would think... that they they think that eventually the sheen would cut away. But it wouldn't. They'd be trapped in the theater. Trapped. While Stanley is buried, have to listen to my every thought. I'm trapped, man. I invent a new superhero every 30 seconds. Yes. All right. Um, you want to talk about the Tron? Oh, yeah, there was the Tron 2 trailer with a computer animated Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges, yes. That's right. Although, I don't know, it still didn't look like the animation was very good. Um, well, here's okay. Here's the thing. I never saw the original Tron movie. So, I saw this trailer, and it's like, I don't know. First of all, I don't care. I have no emotional attachment to it. I didn't grow up with it. But, also, like, I, I didn't grow up seeing it. But also, um... I don't know. It's like, what is this? What is it about? I don't get it. Well, it's a guy that gets trapped in a video game. Oh, yeah, that's right. In the beginning of the trailer. Look, I can't believe they actually did this. This is like one of those horrendous late 1980s, early 1990s video game movies where it's like the person gets sucked into the video. They In the trailer, they actually went to an old arcade where there was a Tron you know, 1984, whatever it was, uh, uh, arcade cabinet. Yes. And they get sucked in. Eh. They get sucked in. Yes. Come on. Seriously? Well. They couldn't think of anything better than getting literal, literally sucked into a video game. But that was the concept of the first one. But, but isn't that so dumb though? Well, it's kind of a Peter Pan, you know, type thing. It's just funny because the rest of the trailer, it's like kind of dark and, and edgy. Like it has that edge to it and they're in the computer yeah. and it's like all the, 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 the CGI and it's like the motorcycles and it's it's trying to be so cool. But I couldn't get over the fact that I don't care how cool they're trying to be. They just literally got sucked into a video game. Yeah. That's not cool. Look, I like video games, but that's just not cool. You can't make that into something cool. Well, they did it the first time. Uh, yeah, but... Look, you it, have to... Yeah. It was a different era back then, though. Fine, but it, 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 it... You had to do it. They did it the first time. They'd have to do it again. You just have to accept that. 
I'm just saying Wait, that... I thought the first one was like he got sucked into a printer. No. No, he got sucked into some kind of machine. He was programming a game and got sucked into it. This time, the, the, the son gets sucked into an arcade game. The arcade game. The old arcade yes. game of Tron. Yeah. After a cameo by Bruce uh, Boxleitner, who was the, um, one of the main characters from the original one, and eventually was the uh, Babylon 5, he was on that show. Oh, really? And he looked really old. <sighs> Strange. Well, but, Tron. What, what, what? Tron was 1980. It was 1982. It was. Yeah. Sure. 82 or 83. It was not. It was 1980. All right, 1982. So it was uh, 28 years ago. But anyway, yeah. The um, you know the 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 graphics look good. I was just saying that the face of of Jeff Bridges. They did the face well, but it's still like the when he talked, the mouth still didn't look realistic. I don't know. I thought they did a good job on I it. I thought that they could have done better. I mean, Avatar looked much more realistic. I don't know. It had me fooled for a second. No. Because remember, I was like, wait a minute. I thought Jeff Bridges is old. <laughs> yeah. Um. For some reason, like, wait, is Patton Oswalt in this movie? think so huh. all right never mind <laughs> why the hell would he be in there i don't know on imdb there's a picture of him for this movie okay anyway it's not called tron 2 or true tron no. tune or what <laughs> now it's called tron legacy yeah tron legacy are you going to see it? Uh, yeah, I think so. Well, it's also in 3D, you know. Well, of course. Everything. Of course. Oh, other other cast members include uh, Olivia Wilde, who is... I like her. Uh, who the heck is Bo Garrett? Some, some woman. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Michael Sheen, who, of course, is best known for continually playing British former Prime Minister Tony Blair in every movie that you could possibly have Tony Blair in. Um, oh, yeah, this is the guy from 30 Rock. Michael Sheen? Yeah, he was in last season. Yeah, he's a British guy. Yeah. And then and then John Hurt, who is, uh, of course, from uh, many movies, including uh, the original uh, Alien and uh, and others. He's in it too, apparently. Um, Are you looking on IMDb? No, I'm on Wikipedia. Oh. So yeah, I'll probably see it. You know, I want to see you know what it looks like 3D, all that. I don't know that I'll see IMAX. Nah, <laughs> IMAX. Ridiculous. No. It ain't 3D. It's IMAX. All right, real quick, I have three other movie reviews. Three? Real quick. Oh, boy. Super quick. All right. Um, let me pull this up here. All right, so a movie that came out earlier this year, 2010, it's called Leap Year. 
Never heard of it. Stars Amy Adams, Matthew Good, Adam Scott, John Lithgow, and yeah. uh, it was bad. Well, anything with Amy Adams is I can't stand her. Basically, I hate her. She, um, she's with this guy. She thinks that he is going to ask her to marry him. He takes her out to dinner. He doesn't. He goes on a trip to Ireland, and then she finds out in Ireland on Leap Day, February 29th, it's a tradition for a woman to ask the man to marry her. So she flies to Ireland, gets, you know, it's like the zany antics ensue. Yeah. And, uh... Is Billy Connolly in this movie? That he should have been, but he wasn't. Huh? I can't believe I'm not in this movie! Even though I'm Scottish! You know who was in the movie? I don't know. It's me, Web Schlinger! Oh, no, he wasn't. Leap Year Man! Ah. Uh, no, but, so... Um, yeah, it was Stu. She went to Ireland, she met this cab driver to take him to where their boyfriend was, and they, it was just, like, one stupid thing after another, her acting was horrible, and, stand uh, her. uh, at the end, she ends up marrying the cab driver instead. What? Yeah. What? <laughs> yes. Who? It was terrible. Okay, so, that's out of the way. <laughs> Uh, review number one. Review number two. Pull this up. Okay. <clears throat> Maid of Honor. <laughs> wait, wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. What? No. You cannot review that movie on this show. I'm <laughs> sorry. On. No, no, come on. Real quick. <laughs> Maid of Honor. 2008. Was this the Jennifer Ann- uh, Lopez movie? No, 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 no. No, that was um, the backup plan? I don't know. <laughs> the wedding anyway, planner? The wedding, I don't know. Maid of Honor, 2008, starring Patrick Dempsey, Michelle... Oh, I've seen this nine million times, yeah. Michelle Monaghan. Monaghan. Uh, busy Phil. I don't know. It was like just a whole bunch of stupid yeah. people. Um, well, this is like the same plot as the other movie. You were just saying. Sort of, yeah, sort of. So the man and the woman are friends. He, uh, they, they like each other, but they never tell each other. Mm. So she ends up going and getting married, and he gets real jealous. <laughs> but since they're best friends, the woman asks him to be her maid of honor. Which, yes. you know, of course, is very silly. Ha ha ha. So he, they're getting married in Scotland. Oh, that's sweet in Scotland. So the plot is a little different. It's Scotland. And I was very annoyed that Billy Connolly was not in this movie. What the hell? Or Sean Connery. Ah, yeah, he'd never be able to afford me. Come on. So anyway, he goes there. He meets the the Scottish guy that she's marrying. And, you know, it's it's like one uh, one pratfall after another. Yep, I know, I know. And then eventually the man and the woman who are friends end up getting married. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. It was better than Leap Year. 
but um, it's still not something that I can be very uh, excited no, about. It's, it's the chick flick. It's a you chick know, it's flick. It's the typical chick flick. What are you going to do? It was okay, I guess. I don't know. Um, and then the third one is something you may have seen. I've, I've, there's very few movies you've seen that I haven't seen. Come on. And um, I'm, I'm, I'm going old school with this one. No. Let me pull it up. 1983. It stars C. Thomas Howell from Soul Man. Hold on. I'm going to try and guess what this is. All right. That's clue number one. Clue number two. <laughs> clue. To, well, okay. What's your guess so far? Come on, I don't want to just guess. Just give me another clue. All right. Um, Tom Cruise. The Mad oh, Man. The Outsiders. The Outsiders, yeah. Yeah. So, see Thomas Howell from Soul Man. Wait, wait, hold on. Why are you reviewing The Outsiders? It's 30 years old. Because I just saw it recently. Oh, God. Wait, is this going to be a regular feature now? On a whim, you're going to see movies that everybody else on the planet Earth has seen already and now review them? Wait, this was a feature that you invented. Why did I invent it? You said the, the old movie review of the episode, and you reviewed that old Michael Caine movie with the pirates that are in no, it. Yeah, hold on. Those were... No. I did those because those were movies nobody has seen. <laughs> That's like... It's like a mystery science theater, you know, 3000 type thing. You know, Creep... Remember I did Creep Show? Yes. You know, that kind of stuff. Not the... What? Are, what what's next? The Godfather? You're gonna review The Godfather next? Because you just saw it? Nah, I don't. I, I don't like The Godfather that much. But all right, The Outsider. Yeah, I, I like The Outsiders. I've seen it right. many, many times. So see Thomas Howell from Soul Man. Yeah, Emilio Matt, Estevez. Emilio Estevez from Mighty Ducks. Tom Matt Cruise. Dillon. Yeah, Tom Cruise from. We're gonna do for Johnny. We're doing it for Johnny. Yeah. You hear me? Tom Cruise from. We're Tropic gonna do. Hold on. No, hold on. Hold on. I'm not finished yet. We're gonna do for Johnny. Everybody got that? Stay gold. So, no, uh, no, we can do for Johnny. I know. Matt Dillon from There's Something gotta About stay, Mary. Gotta stay, gotta stay gold, pony. Stay gold. <laughs> Ralph Macchio from My Cousin Vinny. Yeah. Patrick Swayze from Dirty Dancing. Mm, what else? What else was he in? Dirty Dan. I don't know. Tango and Cash. <laughs> No, he was not in Tango and Cash. Who was that? It was Kurt Russell. Uh, same thing. Uh, Rob Lowe from Tommy Boy. Yes. Uh, a Leaf, lot of people. Leaf Garrett. Leaf Garrett, yes. Of all people, Tom Waits. Um, And Diane Lane, one of my favorite actresses. Yeah, Diane Lane. Many years ago. It takes place, what, in the 1950s, right? Yeah. The and, Greasers versus the Socias. Yeah. Yeah, so it was like Preppies versus Greasers, the leather jackets, the greasy yeah. hair and everything. And, uh, yeah, for some reason they just like, kept wanting to beat each other up. And then one of yeah. the, the... And they had the rumble. Do you like yeah. the rumble? Yeah, they had. They kept, like, you know, planning this rumble. Yeah, the rumble was great. And then... Um, uh, Ralph Macchio ends up killing someone, and then... <laughs> he killed Leif Garrett. 
Yeah, and then they're walking down the street, and this school's on fire, and then they go in and rescue all the children, and then Ralph Macchio gets burnt up and dies. It was good. I know, it's a a good movie. 80s. The 80s. Yes. Well, it's it's so well known because of all of the major stars that, that came out of that movie. Yeah. Except for C. Thomas Howell. Who was the star? What the, come but on, who went man. nowhere? Oh, God, he went nowhere. Come on, <laughs> he went nowhere. Come on. Uh, that's yeah, a good one. Got do for Johnny. Hear me? Got do for Johnny. Yep. You coppers ain't taking me alive. Johnny was Johnny. Ralph Macchio. Yeah. That's oh, right. Yeah. Oh, and and the thing was, okay. So this family, Dallas. this family of greasers, all had weird names, right? Well, they were from Oklahoma. Rob Lowe was his name was Soda Pop. <laughs> Soda Pop. C. Thomas Howell was Pony Boy. Yes. Uh, Emilio Estevez was Two Bit. <laughs> he was obsessed with Mickey Mouse. <laughs> Mickey Mouse. Um, yeah, Tom Cruise was in it very, very briefly. Basically, just shows up and starts like cackling. You're gonna be late for work. <laughs> yeah, it was weird. Oh, and then, um, then Matt Dillon robs a store for no yeah. reason. And I don't know. This is very odd. Well, Matt Dillon with his name was Dallas, but he spoke with a New York accent. Yeah. So for years. I, I used to, for years, I used to be like, wait a minute, why, why would, why didn't Matt Dillon have a southern accent? Everybody else did. This makes no sense. Right. And then, like, years and years later, I was watching it again, and I realized that there's a part in the movie where he says that he's from New York or back east or something. Huh. Which is why he had that accent. You know, it's weird in the outside. But doing it for Johnny. <clears throat> In the Outsiders, Matt Dad. Dillon, yeah, um, his character. I'm under the impression his character was supposed to be older than, let's say, Ralph Macchio's character. Yeah, like a little older, tougher, bigger. You know, it's like just a, a a bigger guy. It's funny because Ralph Macchio is actually three years older than Matt Dillon. Mm. Yeah, but he's smaller. Yeah, it's weird, though. Kind of small. I guess he was kind of small. And Ralph Macchio looked like a, a child, and Matt Dillon looked yeah. like an adult. <laughs> Doing it for Johnny. <laughs> Johnny. All right, what else? You go. <laughs> so, remember how I was talking about that a few, a while ago? I, I was said I was watching the A-Team, and they had B.A. And Murdoch building a wind-powered car out of an ambulance and some other crap to go, like, 30 feet. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, every episode they had to build something. Yeah, but why did so, they... Why couldn't they just walk the 30 feet? Yeah, well, then what would they have done in the episode? <laughs> That's so stupid. All right, but so, anyway. All right, so I'm watching it the other night, and I kid you not, they were somewhere, and they, I don't know what they were doing, they started to build a plane. <laughs> they were building a plane out of, like, equipment that they found laying around in this, like, junkyard. 
was it like an old uh like like one of those Wright brothers looking planes? Yeah. <laughs> so wait, here's the best thing. It has Just all the, think about it this. It has thing. like fifty wings with all like I, the scaffolding <laughs> between it and everything. Yeah. Yeah, you 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 pedal it, you know, you pedal it with your feet to to get it moving. Here's the crazy thing. Just think, B. A. Baracus, the guy who hates being on planes, was building an airplane. <laughs> I assume to be on it. I mean, wh- why was he building the plane? No, he was Hannibal. building it, but then he Hannibal. wasn't going to get on it. Yeah, Hannibal, I ain't building this plane. You ain't getting me on this plane. If I build this plane, I ain't getting on it. I ain't getting on no plane, fool. Yeah. I build a plane, I ain't got on no plane. I pity the fool. <laughs> oh, God. I'm just like, what the hell is this? Um, How many seasons was that on? Five or six? I forget. Several. Yeah. So, uh, what else are I going to say? All right, so... um I was uh, I was reading some article, and it was about William Shatner. And do you know that he go William Shatner actually told this guy? It's a New York Times article, and he told the interviewer. He's like, the interviewer was like, "Well, why are we doing this interview in your car?" <laughs> and, and Shatner's like, "Well, I do I do all my interviews in my truck. I do them all in here." And I'm thinking, wait a minute, that's our idea. We do our interviews in the car. That is true. Yes, I can't believe it. He has so many shows now, it's absurd. Why, what's he doing now? There's like ten shows on at once that that he's like hosting. It's crazy. Well, like what's... He's doing the... um... He does that Raw Nerve. He does some other After Dawn, After Shock thing. I don't know what the heck it is. Some like somebody did like interviews these people who are in these like disasters or something. Um... He's everywhere. Who'd have thought, right? Yeah. Oh, the um, they were sh- they've been shooting the season eight for uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Oh, really? Yeah, it's coming out 2011. Ah. And uh, I heard that most of the show, the season, is being shot in New York. Well, you know what that means. I have a chance of running now- into Larry David. You might. In fact, one of the uh, the behind the scenes I saw was him in the subway, and he goes to get on the subway, and like they close the door on him and get his shirt stuck in the door, and he's like looking, he starts screaming, "My shirt's in the door! Open the door!" That actually you know? happens, by the way. I know, but I, it's just funny because I, when I saw that, I was like, "Oh, that's brilliant! Brilliant!" <laughs> exactly. Here's the thing. Like, I know he's in Los Angeles, like, a lot of annoying things happen to him in Los Angeles, but there is no city where you can be literally at, just, just go berserk at the craziness that will happen to you every day than New York. That is true. I know. So, I mean, but going to New York, he could be, he could do this show for, like, another ten years. (laughs) That would be awesome. You know, you know, Garland's thinking about this. What? 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 No! No! What? New York? What? <laughs> so, I mean, that is brilliant. Yeah, that's going to be good. I didn't know that. 
Yeah, I, I didn't know it either until I saw the, like, behind-the-scenes clip. If I run into him, if I end up running into Larry David, <laughs> I am getting him on the show. I'm getting him on the Paunch Stevenson show. Seriously. Or maybe you could run into Jeff Garland, you don't know. The, what? The, what? The Paunch Stevenson? What? 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 <laughs> or you could even run into uh, Super Dave. Hey, I'm, I'm, what's the name of this show? The Paunch Stevenson show, I've never heard of it. I've never heard of this show. Uh. <laughs> Larry, Larry. Uh. Yeah, wait, so who... Or, or you could even run into Susie Essman. Wow. That, I don't know if we could get her on the show. <laughs> Actually, I was watching... God knows why I was watching this. I saw it was on one of the channels the other day. It was the second Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. With Vanilla Ice? <laughs> yeah, really a bad one. And actually, there's a part where she's in it. Like, April O'Neil's going into her apartment, and she's like, her and her husband are like, walking out with their groceries or something, and like, you're making a lot of noise in your apartment. What's all that jumping around up there? Really? Yeah. Did she look the same? Well, yeah, except like 20 years younger. Huh. Well, she was in the second Crocodile Dundee. I don't remember. Yeah, in the subway, when um, the guys try and get him and the Japanese guys are there, like, taking the pictures, and he beats them up, you know, and, and then they're like, you know who that is? Who? Clint Eastwood. And I think he's Clint Eastwood. <laughs> oh, boy. All right, so I actually have one other movie review I forgot. Oh, God. Quick, quick one. <clears throat> uh, 2010 came out earlier this year. Cop out. <laughs> God. Cop why did you out. wait? Why did you see this? I don't know. Tracy Morgan's funny. I like him. But it, it, people said it was horrible. Um, it was okay. I'm in this movie called Cop Out. I don't know. It was weird because it was Bruce Willis acting. Yeah. Me and Bruce Willis. <laughs> it, was, it was Bruce Willis acting serious, Tracy Morgan acting like a complete dummy. It was a buddy cop movie. I know. And uh, what's the guy's name? Uh, Stifler. <laughs> God, dude. Sean William Scott. Yeah, him. He was acting like j just a retard. Uh, Adam Brody. Kevin Pollock was in it. Ah. It was okay. It was like it started off like okay, Tracy Morgan's acting funny. I like mm. it. It's funny, but then by the end, it turned into like, like uh, just some mindless like Expendables thing, where it was like Bruce ah. Willis was just exploding everything and Ugh. going in the house and just like <laughs> shooting everybody with one bullet, and it's just like I'm like Stupid. I don't know. I thought it was a comedy. What happened? Oh, it was Kevin Smith. He made the movie. Yeah. Remember, that was originally supposed to be called A Couple of Dicks. Oh, yeah. They wouldn't let him leave that title. It was okay. Yeah. <clears throat> um, anything else? Yeah. Oh, all right. Well, let's go. So, oh, one thing I was going to mention was I found this because I was selling some of them. But if you ever want to, if for some reason you ever want to, like, look up Lego toys, like maybe you'd say, oh, 
I want to see, try and remember those old Legos I had. There's a website called brickset.com that has like pictures and instruction manuals and everything for every Lego set toy ever made. It's incredible. Really? It's an incredible resource. Wait, what is it called? Brickset.com. All right, I'm going. All right, so if I want to look up a set I had when I was little, what do I do? Uh, you probably go by year or something like that. Right, I don't think see. you even had Legos. Yeah, of course. No. So what do I do? Browse? Oh, here I we don't go. Know. Um, 1985, maybe? I don't know. I had this Lego set. It was just a, a wide assortment of different pieces, and it came in a red sort of like briefcase looking you know mm. case like a, a red plastic lego case you're sure those weren't duplos no they were legos maybe they were duplos because you were i hated duplos hated them oh they were useless because i remember i got my first legos i was probably like six started getting legos and then it was like these duplos and i was like wait a minute why, why would i play this play with lego i'm not gonna eat the stupid things well, the Duplo was for, you know, three-year-old, four-year-old, yeah, yeah, yeah. five-year-olds. And I liked the Legos because they were very small pieces. I could get very intricate. I could build mm-hmm. very intricate things with them. The Duplo was like, you know, like five-inch wide pieces. Like, what am I going to yeah. make with this? This is useless. Well, the, the funny thing was as I was like, I was like going through these Legos I had trying to sell them. Like, So I was like, I was going through and I, I wound up like looking up and finding the instruction manual so that I could kind of, like, separate which pieces went to which so I can kind of rebuild the sets. Yeah. Which I probably hadn't done since I got them 25 years ago. I, I, I would throw the instructions out and I have no idea how to do it again and just, and just you know, just do whatever I wanted with them. <sighs> yeah. Remember the, the commercial? Wasn't that Max guy? Oh, no, Zach. He's a Lego maniac! Zach. Zach, the Lego maniac. Yeah. So, I think uh, I don't know. Coming up in a couple of months is technically the can't believe this, but technically the twenty fifth anniversary of the NES. Oh, really? Yeah. I thought you were gonna say the uh, five year anniversary of the Paunch Stevenson show. Oh, uh, no, let's not get ahead of ourselves here. Uh, yeah, so the, the NES, right? Did it come out in 1985? Nintendo Entertainment System. At least in the U.S. Now you're playing with power. Yeah. Now you're playing with power. Ugh. Yeah, 1985 in the United States. Well, in, in North America. Uh, 1983 in Japan. Yeah, the Famicom. Yes. But that's not, it's not the same system. It's, it's the same. I know, but it's, it's but you know, still... Yeah, I know. The, the Nintendo Entertainment System, North America, 25 years. Can't believe it. Hmm. Well, what was the official, well, the U.S. date was October the 18th of 1985. So we're a little bit, a little bit ahead of schedule here, about a month. Eh. Close enough. Nintendo... Entertainment system. The very first, look, 
growing up, I know we, we've talked about this before, but growing up, my family and I had an Atari 2600. As did we. Or the Atari VCS, you know, some people call it either one. So the Sears, the Sears uh, video arcade. <laughs> yeah. So we had that up until 1988. And Christmas... As did we. Yeah, Christmas of 1986, my sister and I were still getting new Atari games. Ugh. And it was fine. I, I played it all the time. You know, I was... Uh, Eight years old, nine years old, played it all the time. Even after all those years. And I didn't play the Nintendo Entertainment System until either late ni- uh, late 87 or early 88. It was my first mm. time. And I played Super Mario Brothers, The Legend of Zelda, Castlevania, Mike Tyson's Punch-Out!, um, Duck Hunt, Gyromite, Deadly Towers, which was terrible. <laughs> um, yeah, so I played all these games. And th- the weird thing is, it was like, okay, I went to my friend's house down the street. I played all these games and it was great. I loved it. But then yeah. I would go back home and I would play the Atari 2600 and it was like, that was great too. It was like, mm. I don't know. For, I don't know if it was because I was so young or, it was just a different time. I don't know why, but it was like I could just go from one, you know, one game console that that was ten years old and had very primitive graphics to this new one that was very advanced and back to the old one. It was like it was just fun. I, I didn't care about the graphics. I didn't care about you know like all the the music and everything. It was just yeah. like you know, hey, I'm playing Asteroids on my Atari. It's fun. I love it. I'm playing Super Mario Brothers on the Nintendo. I love that too. I, I never, I never noticed graphics, really, until you know, as being a major thing until like the N64 era. You know, I just, it just did. I just didn't care about the graphics. Yeah. Well, for me, I, I, I for me, graphics played a part during the Genesis Super Nintendo era. Yeah, but they were like the same. Nah, no, they weren't. Yeah, they were. They weren't. They were. But the Genesis could not do F-Zero or Pilot Wings. Uh, no, but... You know, I... I'm just saying, for me, for me, that's when I started really noticing... Yeah. Um. And I mean, and, and even like later on, by the late 1980s, yes, I was very into the graphics and the advancements of the Nintendo Entertainment System. But those, for, you know, like 87, 88, for some reason, like I knew, obviously, I could see that the the NES had better graphics than the Atari 2600. Yeah. It just didn't like. It 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 just didn't have an effect on my enjoyment. Well, I mean, you still got. I mean, I still go back and play the old stuff. Yeah, I do too. Once in a, I mean, you know, a game like Pac Man, Asteroids, those are just timeless. They're timeless, yeah. and I know every once in a while, like Namco or some other company will try to they'll, they'll re-release the game and they'll update the graphics to be all modern, and and it's like, no, nah, just give me the old graphics. It's better. Or they'll do something absurd like Pac Land. Oh, that was just garbage. <laughs> That was garbage. Oh. But yeah, 25 years. Wow. 
So, but anyway, uh, the reason I brought this up was, <laughs> no, obviously no, no one in the Paunch Stevenson community would know, but I don't know, like four years ago or longer, we were actually thinking about doing a second podcast that was going to be a video game podcast only. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All I can remember is we spent literally like two or three weeks just trying to think of a name. I know. Because every time we we would come up with a name for this show, you would check and you're like, ah, oh, no, nah, the website's taken. Nah, nah, the website's taken. Like, oh, God, it's ridiculous. I know. I don't even remember what we eventually were going to name it. Uh, I think Video Game Dynasty. Ah! Or no, well, no. <laughs> we had narrowed it down to Video Game Dynasty. Yeah. Uh, the like. No, video- no, 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 no. Hold on, it's not video game dynasty. Dynasty. Yes. Um, like video game tavern. Yeah. What was that? Video game saloon. <laughs> and we were gonna have like, like, like you know, sound effects of like bar fights in the background. And stuff. <laughs> what the hell? Well, I think that was my idea. What the hell would that have to do with a tavern? I don't know. <laughs> because because it was the only website that wasn't taken. <laughs> no, but I remember just... I do remember harping on the need to make it some kind of a tavern. <laughs> <laughs> or a saloon. Or bar. No, I didn't know, not saloon. No, that was one of them. I, I do remember video, some kind of tavern, and I just, I don't, I don't know why. I was like, what the, the tavern? What the, what, make any sense? I know. Ah. Uh, Trust me, I know. <laughs> so anyway, what happened was, I forget what, we wound up recording the first, quote, episode. I don't know, we were recording for like, three hours. It was a ridiculous amount of time we're recording. But then we never used it. I don't even know where that is. Oh, no. I was going to say. I was going to say you could bring it out of the mothballs and we could we could, uh, we could play it. I, I don't know. I'd have to find it. Ah. I think for some reason I remember talking about Mike Tyson's punch out for like an hour. <laughs> We definitely kept, we definitely talked about Mike Stice's punch off for a long time, and we were talking about games. I remember talking about games that were really hard, and we were annoyed that we couldn't beat them or something. I don't know. Yeah, I just remember it being rambled. Like just we just kind of like rambled and rambled and rambled, and <laughs> it was horrible. I remember afterwards, and and we're just I, I forget what happened. I don't know if you were busy with something and you didn't get around to it. And I wasn't really into it. And then, like, about three weeks went by, and I was like, uh, were you going to do anything with this video game podcast? And you're like, no. <laughs> well, we talk about it on the show, on the Paunch Stevenson show, so it's... Well, because, no, but I think what happened was you, you were going to have to make another website. Right. And it was something like that. Part of our idea was it had something to do with a website. The whole tavern aspect had something to do with the website, I think. I don't know. 
I don't, I don't know what. <laughs> Maybe I'll have to dig out some old emails or something. <laughs> oh, God. Although we probably discussed most of it on Instant Messenger, so. Yeah. Probably no account of it. <laughs> that, was, that was literally, at the time, we were only doing this podcast for a couple of months. And we were doing it, we were doing one a week. I know, 24 minutes. And I remember at the time, you were, you were like, hey, we should do more podcasts. I was like, you nuts? We're already doing one a week. Was and it was like, what other, with a video game podcast, a movie podcast? A, yeah. Ridiculous. I know, but my idea at the time was, <laughs> instead of doing a 24-minute episode every week, which, you know, now, of course, the episodes are much longer, but instead of doing a 24-minute episode every week, let's do a five-minute episode every day. That would have been horrible. And we'll do like, you know, we'll do one movie review or one stupid style or one celebrity debt and like every yeah. day something new. You know, a video game review or as Yeah, that would know. have been lousy. Yeah, that would have been terrible. Well, that's why we didn't do it. No. <laughs> video game dynasty. <laughs> um yeah, So speak yeah, so speaking of uh, podcasts... Um, well, wait a minute, post, wait, 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 wait. Before you get uh, to that, I just wanted to say the NES, Nintendo Entertainment System, 25-year anniversary, if you think about it, like I said, up until 1988, most of the people I knew, including, you know, and, and, and me, we had an Atari 2600. I knew, I knew one person who had a ColecoVision. I knew one person who had an Atari 5200, pretty much... Most people had an Atari 2600, and it was good, but then when I think about it, all of a sudden the Nintendo Entertainment System just took off like crazy, mm. and now, like a game like The Legend of Zelda, well, a game like Metroid, Kid Icarus, some other games, you could actually continue where you left off by typing in a password. There were no Atari 2600 games like that. Then, yeah. other games like The Legend of Zelda, Legend of Zelda 2, Star Tropics, you could actually save your progress and come back to it later, and it remembered. It, it, it saved it. You didn't need to type in a password. Yeah. The Atari 2600 didn't do that. No. So it was like all these, you know, even like these third-party accessories, like, like a Game Genie, where you can, you know, you can alter the games. You could cheat at the game. It was like all of a sudden, all these advancements were being made that just like never happened on the Atari 2600. I think they would have happened eventually. The big thing was, the main difference was, even though there was the Sega Master System, nobody had that. Nah. And Again, we knew like one or two people who had a Sega Master System. You couldn't even find it in the stores. And even less people had a 7800. Nobody had that. No one. Yeah, I didn't know anybody. So, Nintendo, the NES was really the only game in town for many years. So, that allowed all this, these third parties and, and develop, game developers and accessory development and everything to make stuff for the NES. Because they figured, hey, if I make it for the NES, this is the only game in town, I should be able to sell this. And it's weird, too, because, again, before the NES came out, it was Atari 2600, Intellivision, ColecoVision, Atari 5200, Vectrex, 
And it was weird because like all these companies, you know, there was like a, a, a Intellivision voice module. You know, there were some talking stick figure games on the Intellivision or like the, the ColecoVision keyboard or the the 5200, like, what you know, whatever. Like all these really just bizarre attachments for these game consoles. Like seriously, the graphics are stick figures. Why are you coming out with a voice, like speech module? Well, no, the whole reason for that, for that kind of stuff was to make it like the arcade. I know, but... but that so was here's... the whole thing. And that was the big difference with the NES was it was the first system that wasn't predominantly arcade ports. Even though a lot of the games were arcade ports, they were arcade games that you never even saw anyway. Right. No, but what I'm saying is, like, back then, you know, late 70s, early 80s, you had all these weird... Like, they were cool at the time, but thinking, like, looking back... They were they were like just weird, like weird add-ons, weird attachments, and then the NES came out, and it's like there was no speech, uh, you know, module for the NES. There was no mm. keyboard in the in North America. There was it was like a whole different world of accessories that never exist. Again, like a game genie, a power glove, a, a U Force, a rock and mm. roller controller. Uh, you know, and of course, ninety percent of these things were just garbage and useless. But it's yeah. just weird how there was just a complete one hundred percent shift in the industry, like just night and day. That that previous yeah. generation and then the NES generation, it was like one had nothing to do with the other. Hmm. Well, I think the other part was that the Atari. And that, you know, the whole Atari kind of, um, that generation, even the toys that were marketed in those times were a little bit different. It, you know, by the mid eighties, you had already had like the toys and then the, the accompanying marketing from things like Transformers and GI Joe and He-Man and that kind of stuff. And they, that they really just, just adapted that marketing kind of scheme you know, right into um, into the video games. So then, all of a sudden, you had video games on serial, you know, serials from video games and hmm. video game TV shows and and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, that's true. So that was, I just think, natural that that wound up happening. You know, at that time. True. So, what were you going to say about podcasts? Yeah. So, speaking of podcasts, so I put, you know, as I posted on the front page there in our show uh, the other a uh, couple of weeks ago, I was on the uh, Overnightscape uh, Underground with our friend Frank Nora, who is, of course, you might know, he is the Chuck Berry of podcasting, not the uh, the Peter Gabriel of podcasting. What? The Phil Collins of podcasting. Wait, what? What does Phil Con- uh, Phil Collins and Peter Gabriel have to do with Chuck Berry? What does Chuck Berry have to do with podcasting? He was like the originator. Oh, oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god! It's so like anyway, the, the the Everly Brothers of podcasting. No, what? What? No. <laughs> the ABBA of podcasting. No. The Bee Gees of podcasting. No. 
the wings of podcasting. <laughs> they didn't originate anything. <laughs> wings. So yeah, so I was on I was on his uh, show there. I was at the Nava video game thing, and he was there, and uh, uh, you know, we wound up talking about a couple of things on there. The blind Lemon Jefferson of podcasting. Who who was that? I don't know. So I was on that. It was uh, posted on our page. But so anyway, Frank was asking me about. He's telling me about this kind of like this podcasting network that he has where. Uh, he has some kind of a stream that streams all different podcasts at random, or okay. Well, his oh, his. But you talk to him. The site is. It, he calls it the Overnight Scape Underground. O n s u g dot com. Yeah. And we had this idea a couple of years ago, <laughs> where we said, "Look, we have PaunchStevenson dot com." Yeah, we are posting at the time a new episode every week, twenty-four minutes. But what about the other six days? You know, we know you know our friend Frank, who is on the show. He does a podcast. Brian in New Jersey does a podcast. Uh, yeah, Neil in Ireland does a podcast. So why don't we contact all of our friends who do podcasts? And every time they post a new episode to their own websites, we can also post it to our website. And this way, like every day yeah. of the week, it'll be generating new content. People can subscribe and there will be, you know, it's like you turn on uh, uh, NBC. It's like every night of the week, there's a different show, a different new show. Yeah. And then I was saying that it, there should be like an internet radio station that's just streaming podcasts. Right. This is what, and I, we told us to Frank five years ago. Well, it was like probably like three and a half years ago, but still. Yeah. And now he's doing, I, I guess, something very similar, right? That's what it sounds like. The idea is people share their shows via Creative Commons, and they're kind of aggregated on the Overnightscape Underground. Yeah. Exactly. I don't know. What is Creative Commons? <clears throat> Instead of saying... All of these episodes are copyright and trademark. The Paunch oh. Stevenson show, you you know, it, it's all rights reserved. How dare you <laughs> use our content and blah, 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 blah. Creative Commons is, hey, I made this episode of the podcast or this song or this piece of, you know, this, this drawing piece of art, photograph, Creative Commons license. You do whatever, you know, if you want to repost it on your website, if you want to use part of it, if you want to use my photograph in your article or your blog post, or you want to play some of our podcast on your pod, you know, Creative Commons license, you are, as long as you give us credit mm. and you link back to us, you can do whatever, you know, use it. It's yours. Use our content. Go ahead. Yeah. Use it. For free. You don't have to pay us. We don't have to pay you. No, no problems. You, Creative Commons, go ahead. Use our content. Just give mm. us credit for it. So basically, he's saying, you know, he doesn't want to post copyrighted things into into this RSS feed. He wants, you know, he just wants to make sure it's Creative Commons. He's not, you know, he doesn't mm. want any problems. All right. But I wrote back to him. I said, you know, we don't officially 
specify on plungestevenson.com that our episodes are creative commons, but really, I mean, we, we don't care. People can do whatever they want. I don't care. We, we wind up ripping off other people. Yeah, exactly. So, Yeah, well, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, you were just mentioning a picture. It was like weird. I was, I was on the Atari Age forum, and somebody referenced this article on this Ars Technica website. Yeah. It was about the Super Nintendo, and I look at it, I'm like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. This, what, what, that, that, like, the picture didn't look familiar or anything, but, but then it said, like, picture by, and it had your name. Mm. And then I looked at the picture, I'm like, wait a minute, that's Rob's cat. Yeah, and my Super Nintendo. Yeah, the one you had at the time. I was like, that's strange, Rob. Does he know this person? No, I didn't, well. Mm. But I, we found it on Flickr, I guess. Yeah, when I post photos on Flickr, I use a Creative Commons license. And believe it or not, a lot of blogs, like, like you know, some, some like, amateur bloggers, but some real, you know, like Ars Technica, some bigger blog sites and, and like, news sites actually use my photos. It's crazy. Well, our porn stuff keeps floating around. Oh, yeah. The, uh, Particularly the Ted Dance and Blackface. <laughs> Yeah, our Hall of Lame, uh, you know, our, our Seagal picture, our uh, Ted Danson blackface picture. The Boy George, Mr. T. Oh, that's a big one. <laughs> Gary Coleman, Gallagher. Uh, the Gallagher? Richard Mulligan, Sam the Eagle picture. <laughs> I love that one. The, yeah, our, that's our, a good our John Oates picture. <laughs> John Oates, black or white. <sighs> Janotes. Yeah, so um so what do you think we'll be on the Overnightscape underground pretty soon? Uh yeah, in some form. I'm not I'm still I still I'm not sure of the form, but I guess we'll be on there at some point. Somebody somebody else will be able to hear us. Well, we, Esteban. Yeah, Este well, Esteban. Esteban has been hanging in there. <laughs> This whole to all 157 episodes. I know he keeps he keeps posting. He's still posting. I want him to do more episodes of his nah. show. Yeah. I liked it. I want to hear more about obscure old toy robots. Seriously, I'm not being sarcastic. I liked it. Well, then he should get on that uh, over in the, on the uh, underground as well. I know. Well, I, we, we were writing back and forth a few times, and he said it just takes so long to do an episode that yeah. he just didn't have time. And I said, you have no idea how long it takes. <laughs> what? Now, hopefully you're you're you've you've clamped down on the ridiculousness that you were doing. I've streamlined the process a little bit. Cause some people they don't do any editing. I know. I, I with with me it's nothing but editing. Uh, no, that's not true. I've I've definitely uh you know, if you go back if 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 someone listens to our first you know, like early episodes, it's a lot of editing. I don't know. I just wasn't very comfortable with the whole process yet. But now it's 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 way more. You know, I, I do very little editing. It's much more conversational. The past couple of years, I've you know, it's we've we've just kept it much more conversational, much more laid back, not so rapid fire. Yeah, I like it better. Thank you.
cannot review that movie on this show. I'm in this movie called Compound! Me and Bruce Willis! 